Hello, and welcome back to a new episode of the Leading Yourself podcast. We are entering a new month, and if you know, you know. I look at the year as a book with 12 chapters and 365 pages, and chapter number three of this 2023 book for me is called Mindset, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Because although your mindset isn't the only thing that you need to succeed in life, it's impossible to truly succeed without the right mindset. You know, the right mindset is what is going to convince you to start before you feel ready. It's what is going to motivate you to keep going, even when you know that you might fall. It's what is going to keep you focused so you don't get distracted and procrastinate. And it's what is going to empower you to learn from and bounce back from setbacks instead of giving up and being discouraged. For this and so many other reasons, mindset is so critical for success. And that's why today we're talking about mindset here on the Leading Yourself podcast. Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves. Those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. Let's talk about mindset. This is a topic that I'm really passionate about. I've been doing a lot of work around mindset and trying to learn more on how can I develop the right mindsets. Because as I mentioned, mindset is foundational for success. You can be successful without the right mindset. I personally believe that. Now, mindset, um, what is mindset? I think a lot of times we use this word and it has become a buzzword, but do we all have a common understanding of what mindset is? So in preparation for today's podcast, I started to Google the word mindset and see how different authors and thought leaders defined mindset. Now, if we're going to be talking about mindset, there is one author that I personally love and have read her book and have listened to her tech talks. And it's it just resonates a lot with me. And we're going to talk about her perspective today. And she's Carol Dweck. She wrote the book Mindset. And she defines mindset as a self-perception or a self-theory that people hold about themselves. For me, mindset is a mental attitude with which you approach something. It's basically the collection of your thoughts, your assumptions, and your beliefs. As I mentioned before, the right mindset is what is going to convince you to start before you feel ready, is what is going to motivate you to keep going even though 
you know that you might fall or that you might make mistakes or that you might get it wrong the first time is what is going to keep you focused so you don't get distracted and you don't procrastinate is what is going to empower you to learn and bounce back from your setbacks instead of giving up and being discouraged. For more about why your mindset is important, I really, really recommend a book. I just mentioned it, the book called Mindset. And I might throw a few things from that book. I read it a long ago um, and I haven't reread it recently or look at it recently, but I think it has influenced very much how I look at mindset and how I approach my mindset and developing my mindset because that is a good thing. Mindset is something that you get to control. It's not something that you're born with and you can change, but rather is something that you can develop. And there's some simple strategies to help you develop the right mindset for whatever is that you're tackling, whatever goal you have in front of yourself, whatever challenge you are trying to get through. It doesn't matter. Having the right mindset is always going to help you to succeed. So it's important to know that having the right mindset doesn't guarantee success. It's not like a check the box kind of thing. You have the right mindset, check, you're going to be successful, but you're never going to be successful without the right mindset. So there are more things that you need to add to this recipe for success, but mindset is a must-have ingredient in this recipe. So even though having the right mindset doesn't guarantee success, having the wrong mindset is almost certain that is going to lead to failure. It's easy to get distracted and discouraged when your mindset is not right. This is why it's so important to to learn the right mindset strategies that can help you succeed and achieve happiness. So there are different types of mindsets. And I'm going to talk to you about four today, four that I have learned throughout the years that I think if you dial down this four mindsets, actually only two, you only need two out of the four, but if you really dial in into these and you understand this, and then you start to think about how can I develop the two that are going to help me to be successful and happy, then I think you're going to be on your way to success. So the first two are the growth and the fixed mindset. And this is what Dr. Carol Dweck's book is about and her research is about. She did a lot of different experimentation around this concepts of the fixed and growth mindset. But basically, a fixed mindset is a belief that your talents and your traits And to some extent, your intelligence is fixed. You might believe that you could learn, but only to a point, right? Um, A lot of people tell me, oh, I think I can learn something new. So I have a growth mindset. That is not the definition of a growth mindset. Even someone with a fixed mindset can learn, but only to a certain point. Someone with a fixed mindset will try to prove themselves based on current knowledge and skills instead of focusing on developing their skills further. Um, So the other mindset, the opposite of this is the growth mindset. 
And the growth mindset is when you believe that your trades, your talents, your intelligence levels aren't set, but can be developed and improved. Someone with a growth mindset will see problems as challenges to solve while focusing on what they can learn out from that situation, which is very different than a fixed mindset. So let's compare and contrast the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset. And I just want to share some characteristics that people with a growth mindset have that are different from those of someone with a fixed mindset. So what are the differences? So let's start with a fixed mindset. Someone with a fixed mindset is someone who avoids challenges, who refuses to receive any kind of feedback or criticism. They focus on proving themselves, right? And how smart they are. They feel threatened by other people's success. They have a hard time accepting failures or mistakes. They shy away from unfamiliar things, right? They believe that talent is static, that you're born with a set of of traits and that while you can learn a little bit, there is a limit to what you can learn. On the other hand, someone with a growth mindset sees challenges as opportunities. They embrace constructive feedback. They're always asking for feedback. They focus on the process, not the end result as much. They are inspired by others, people, other people's successes versus being threatened by them. They also learn and grow from their mistakes and their failures. They always step outside of their comfort zone. They're constantly looking to step outside of the comfort zone. And they believe that talent is ever improving, that they can develop any skill that they set themselves to develop. So those are the key differences between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. Now, how can we develop a growth mindset? Because I hope that you have spot that the mindset that you want to have is a growth mindset and not a fixed mindset. Now, on her book, um, Dr. Dweck explains that everyone has both mindsets, that sometimes in certain situations or certain parts of our lives, we have more of a predominant growth mindset, and in others, we might have more of a fixed mindset. Throughout our lives, we're going to have both depending on the situation, depending on the area of our lives, depending on the season in our lives that we're at, right? We're going to have both. It's not that you can just forget or eliminate the fixed mindset. You're always going to have both. But what can you do to cultivate more of that growth mindset? So here are a few things that I personally find um, very helpful. The first one for me is reflection. I think that taking the time to acknowledge, to reflect um, on what I've learned or the mistakes that I've made and what what I can learn from my mistakes has been a great way for me to continue to foster and um, grow my growth mindset, right? Becoming aware of areas that I can improve. And 
working actively on improving in those areas. So reflection is very important. That's where I love journaling, right? Every week I have a weekly reflection and I ask myself, what did I learn this week? What could I have done better? What did I learn from my mistakes this week, right? Questions like that you can ask yourself and reflect just for a few minutes. And just by reflecting on those things, you're going to be cultivating a growth mindset. The other thing is to find your purpose. And this probably is a topic for an entire podcast episode. But um, I watched once this tech talk by, I think it was Charlotte Barber. Um, she was, she's a young speaker. At least she was young when she did this TED talk, but she explained in her TED talk how fostering a growth mindset with a strong purpose and a tone resilience muscle uh, will help you find that there are always other ways to achieve your goals. And I 100% agree with her statement. So taking time to reflect and then to find your purpose is another way to foster a growth mindset. And you should check that TED Talk. I will try to put a link on the show notes of the podcast episode so you can check it out. And uh, there is no point in me repeating everything that she says that you should just watch her TED Talk. I think it's one worth watching. The next one is take on challenges. Part of developing a growth mindset is shattering the negative perception that you might have around challenges. Embrace challenges and view them as learning experiences that if you were not to be given that challenge, you wouldn't have been given the opportunity to learn from that experience. And that is personally how I look at challenges. I actually love challenges. I do. And sometimes when you're in the midst of the challenge, it doesn't feel that way. And you're like, why did I, you know, put myself in this situation? But I always look back at challenges. And whenever I face a challenge and I came to the other side, being a better person and having learned something. Look back in time and any challenge that you face, I guarantee you that the times that you have experienced most growth has been the times that you were faced with a challenge that you didn't know how to solve. And in the midst of being in that challenge, you figure out how to solve it. So taking on challenges. And if you are someone who is afraid of challenges today, I would encourage you to start taking small challenges. Challenges that you know you can overcome just so you start building that muscle and then try to step more into or out of your comfort zone and taking on bigger challenges that make you feel more nervous and more insecure maybe and even a little bit afraid. You know, we talk about fear as a negative thing, but I think fear can be a positive thing. Another topic for a whole podcast episode. But 
when you are faced with a challenge and you're afraid of that challenge because it's uncertain, because it's ambiguous, because you don't know how to solve it, and you enter that challenge willing to learn out of that situation, you are cultivating a growth mindset. Another great thing that you can do to foster a growth mindset is to foster grit. Grit is basically the ability to persevere through obstacles in order to reach a meaningful end goal. And when we hold on to grit, it gives us that internal push to keep moving forward and to fulfill your commitments. And that fosters a growth mindset. Another strategy, very simple one, this is a very tactical strategy, but so powerful. And that is incorporating yet at the end of your statements. Integrating this little word into your vocabulary can help you shift into a growth mindset. If you say, I don't know how to do that yet. I am not the person that can do that yet. By adding yet at the end of the sentence, it gives you hope. It opens a door for you to actually be able to do what you think that you can do, right? It's not that you'll never be able to do that or you never be able to accomplish that. It's just that not right now, but you need to work on it so you can do it. And, um, I personally love this word. It's one word that I'm trying to really instill in my kids. Whenever my kids tell me, mom, I can't do this. It's too hard. I'm like, you can't do this yet because you haven't yet learned the right strategy to solve it. So let's find a different strategy to help you solve this problem, right? And that is a great way, I think, or at least I'm trying to install a growth mindset in my kids, but it works for us as well. Whenever I find myself making statements like that, like I can't do this, I don't know how to do that. I push myself and remind myself to add this little powerful word at the end of my statement. I can't do this yet. I don't know how to do this yet. And that yet, is telling me that I can find the way. If I really want to, I can find the way. And that is a growth mindset. Another strategy is to jot down your your goals, right? Growth mindset people are aware that once one goal is down, they have others lined up to pursue. Create clear, realistic goals based on your passions and your purpose, and be sure to give yourself enough time to conquer them thoroughly, but always have a backup goal line up to jump at after you have pursued your current goal. Let me give you an example of what I mean by this. When I started my podcast, my first goal was to reach to 100 people. And it took me, you know, a few episodes to get there because no one knew me, no one knew the podcast. It wasn't a professional podcast at all. And then I hit that 100 mile marker and I set myself, now I want to go for 200. And then it was 500 and then it was a thousand. And I remember 
I celebrated the heck of reaching a thousand downloads of the podcast. And then it became 5,000 and then 10,000. And now I am very close to 50,000. And I know these are just milestones because I have set a really big goal for myself of reaching a million downloads with the podcast. But having this, this goals line up helps me foster a growth mindset because instead of, oh, I reached the 100 downloads and I stopped doing the podcast, by having another goal line up after that, it keeps me going and realizing that I can continue to grow the podcast and I can learn and become better in the process of putting together this podcast episodes for you. So jot down your goals, always have the next goal after the one you're working on to help you push yourself a little bit more um, and step more outside of your comfort zone. Another thing that you can do to develop a growth mindset is to ask for constructive feedback. You know, people with a growth mindset, they proactively ask for feedback. I know it can be sometimes scary, but try it. Ask someone to give you feedback. Ask them not only for the positive feedback that makes you feel good, but specifically ask them for constructive feedback. At first, it can feel uncomfortable and you might find yourself finding ways to justify your behavior, but try, the more you practice, the more you become comfortable with with receiving that constructive feedback. And it will start to change your perspective on that feedback. For me personally, I remember at the beginning of my career, where I I thought that I was expected to be perfect and everything needed to be perfect and I was a perfectionist and I, I have always had very high standards for myself. But whenever I received critical feedback, I always took it personally. I always was looking for ways to justify myself and um, kind of, you know, didn't do anything with that feedback, really. Now, fast forward to today, I'm always asking for that feedback. I see feedback as a gift. If someone gives me constructive feedback, of course, in a respectful way, I take it and I reflect on it and I ask myself a few questions and then I find ways on how can I improve, right? Now, you're not going to take all all feedback to hard, right? Start to see if there are any trends. If someone gives constructive feedback, maybe ask other people very punctually about that feedback and whether they see the same thing in you before you start changing things, right? But asking proactively for feedback is a way to cultivate a growth mindset. Another thing is to appreciate the journey. An important factor when building a growth mindset is seeing the value in the journey. When you're fixated on the outcome, you miss out on the valuable learning moments that can improve your overall development, personally and professionally, right? People with a growth mindset, they see beauty in the struggling. They embrace the journey. So how can you appreciate more the journey? Yes, you want to get to your destination, but how can you appreciate more the journey? 
personally, I think it goes back to that reflection that we talked about before, right? Like reflecting along the way and um, paying attention to the things that are happening in the journey and becoming obsessed with the journey more than the destination. So those are a few things that you can do to develop a growth mindset. The other two types of mindset that I want to talk to you about is the scarcity mindset and the abundance mindset. And basically, at a very high level, a scarcity mindset is one where people see limited opportunities for everyone versus an abundance mindset where this is when you see the world as full of opportunities. I first learned about these types of mindsets from Dr. Stephen Covey in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And if you know me and if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that this has been the book that has mostly impacted my life. In his book, Dr. Covey compares the scarcity mindset to the belief that life is like a limited pie with only so much money, so much success, so much fortune, so much knowledge, so much success that if someone takes a big piece of that pie, that leaves less for you. Believing in this um, limited pie not only limits your options, but it also limits what you can achieve. If you think about it for a second, right? If you think of life and whatever you're thinking about, success, fortune, knowledge, um, recognition as a limited pie, you're automatically limiting ourselves to what you can accomplish, what you can achieve, but also you limit yourself about what your options are to get what you want. Not everyone thinks this way, thankfully. And as you can, you're quickly gonna realize the other type of mindset, the abundance mindset, it's probably more the mindset that we all want to have. Those who view the world as abundant, they find that there is enough opportunities, enough knowledge, enough prize, enough success for everyone. So instead of making rush decisions because they feel that they're always racing and competing with others for limited resources, limited recognition, limited success, they take deliberate decisions and choices that are aligned with their values and what they matter most to them in their lives. An abundance mindset promotes what Dr. Covey refers to as a win-win mentality. And if there's enough for everyone, there is no need to compare or to compete. You don't have to push someone down in order to raise yourself up. You can get what you want without competing for what you want with someone else. That is what an abundance mindset is about. You know, thinking with scarcity mindset or abundance mindset is not only limited to money, success, work, or business. It really applies to all areas of our lives. Think about your relationships. Think about your time. 
think about anything, um, you can approach any situation and any area of your life with either one of these mindsets or a combination of the two, which is most likely what it always happens, right? Just like we we all have part of fixed and part of growth mindset, we all have also scarcity and abundance mindset in us. And we might approach different situations um, with a different mindset. The goal is how can we cultivate more of that growth mindset and that abundance mindset in our lives? And knowing that this applies to any area of our lives. To succeed in life and to go after the things that you want, you need to incorporate practices that can open your mind to new opportunities, to view the world as a world with infinite possibilities and unlimited options. When you see the world that way, you're most likely to succeed. So let's talk about, like we did with the growth and fixed mindset, what are the key differences between the abundance and the scarcity mindset? Let's start with the scarcity mindset. The scarcity mindset is more of a pessimistic way of thinking. Someone with a scarcity mindset considers the limitations of every situation. Every time that they face with a situation, the first thing they look for is the limitations, the reasons why we can do it, right? You probably have heard people that every time that you bring a new idea, they always thinking on why we can't do that, right? People with an scarcity mindset, they lead with a victim mentality. They spend their mental energy on what is lacking in their lives. They see the glass half empty. That's why I said it's more pessimistic view of life. They tend to feel frustrated, powerless, anxious, angry, sometimes even fearful, right? They tend to be more negative and their negative attitude demotivates others and drains their energy. They refuse to collaborate. It's hard for them to be team players, to share credit with others because they're always afraid that if they share, then there, there will be less for them. They think small, they tend to avoid risk. They find it hard to trust others. They're always suspicious. Everything is a conspiracy against them. They act as takers. They're always expecting more from others. And lastly, they establish their sense of self-worth by comparing themselves to others. On the other hand, people with an abundance mindset, they tend to be more optimistic thinkers. They always consider the opportunities in every situation. They're the kind of people that see the glass half full. They take responsibility and ownership for what they do. They spend their mental energy on new possibilities. They feel empowered and engaged. Even when they're not truly empowered, they always find a way to feel empowered. They always find a way on how they can influence the situation, how they can add value to the situation. Their positive attitude tends to inspire others and energizes others to perform better. They collaborate well, they're great team players, they like to share both knowledge and success. They think big and they're more likely to embrace risk 
um, in comparison to those within a scarcity mindset. They lead with trust, right? They tend to trust people. Um, in the book, in the same book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Dr. Covey talks about the emotional bank account where trust is the currency of that bank account. So people with an abundance mindset, I always say when it comes to trust, you can approach a relationship and the trust in that relationship from two perspectives. Either you start with a bank that is full of trust, right? And then based on your actions, you can make you can make dents into that fund, or you can start with an empty fund and the other person has to build up and gain your trust. So people with an abundance mindset, they tend to start by trusting people. They um, act as givers. They, they like to contribute, to add value to others. And lastly, they establish their sense of self-worth by comparing themselves not to others, but to themselves, to the best version of themselves, or sometimes even to the version of themselves the day before. How can I be better than I was yesterday? Or how am I comparing to that best version of myself? That is what characterizes people with an abundance mindset. Now, let's talk about some ways that we can cultivate an abundance uh, mindset. And we're going to talk about different strategies over here. So let's go through some of them, just like we did with the growth mindset, because I hope that it's now pretty obvious to you that we want to have both of those. We want to have a growth mindset and we want to have an abundant mindset. So strategy number one, focus on what you have. If you ever find yourself thinking about all the things that you wish you had, but you don't have, take a pause and make an inventory of the things that you have. You know, when you think about your career and all the things that you want to accomplish in your career that you yet haven't accomplished, stop for a minute and reflect on how far you've come. Look back. Not for any other reason than to see how far you've come. Focus on what you have. That is the first strategy to develop an abundance of mindset. Taking inventory of the things that we have. Um, the second strategy is to surround yourself with people that have an abundant mindset. I think mindset is contagious. Just like growth mindset is contagious, abundance mindset is contagious. Surround yourself with people that have an abundance mindset. And you will know when you are interacting with someone that has an abundance mindset because they are going to demonstrate all those things that I share with you. So spend more time with people that have an abundance mindset. Another way is to create win-win situations, right? As scarcity mindset believes that if one person wins, the other person has to lose. So how can you create more of the, those win-win situations in your life to combat this way of thinking? How can you look for ways that both parties can leave with a sense of accomplishment and a better feeling about their relationship, whether it is a personal relationship or whether it is a work-related relationship. Another way is to 
incorporate gratitude into your life. Yes, I have to talk about gratitude yet one more time. And I will every time because I think having a gratitude practice can help in so many areas of your life. It's one of, um, of those habits that have that, um, what is the word that I'm trying to find here? Um, ripple effect in all areas of your life. So incorporate gratitude in your life. Just like we talk about taking inventory of the things that you have, take inventory of the things that you're grateful for. You can approach gratitude from so many perspectives. There's so many ways you can incorporate gratitude in your life. Find the one that works for you and start incorporating that into your daily routines. The other, the last strategy is to train your mind to recognize possibilities. Someone who has an abundance mindset allows themselves to see more in their lives, more options, more choices, more resources. So there's many studies out there that you can train your brain on seeing more of these things. So whenever you're faced with a situation, ask yourself, what other options do I have? What other resources can I pull into this situation, into this challenge, into this problem? What are my choices? You know, and again, it's about taking inventory about these things, but you can train your brain just by asking simple questions. And I know it's not intuitive always to ask these questions when, they're, when we are in the midst of a problem or a challenge or a difficult situation. But making the pause to ask ourselves these questions can make a big difference in the way that we perceive the entire situation, the entire problem, and is going to open up to recognize more possibilities. And the more possibilities that we recognize, the more that we cultivate an abundance mindset. So those are some strategies that you can put in practice to develop an abundance mindset. And this is not the end of our conversation around mindset, but it's a pause for now. We have covered a lot on today's podcast episode. We talk about what is mindset. We talk about four different types of mindset today. We talk about the growth versus the fixed mindset and the abundant versus the scarcity mindset. And we learned that we want to cultivate both a growth and an abundance mindset. And I hope that you found some ideas in today's podcast episode on how you can start cultivating these mindsets to help you be successful and feel more fulfilled. If you like today's podcast episode, you want to keep tuning in this month because we're going to be talking more about mindset. Next week, we'll talk about how these mindsets play off in the workplace. We were just talking about career development, so I think it feels just right to look at these mindsets and how they play out in the workplace and how they can help you in your professional development. So stay tuned for that. Until then, have an amazing week. I will see you here again next week for another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast.